going, everybody? Welcome back to the Pause and Reflect podcast. I'm your host, as always, Isaac Almagarin. Today, I have something pretty cool for you guys. Another good one, as always. I have a concept that I came up with kind of on the fly. Something that I wanted to help someone close to me with, with a, a problem. And I become a very, let's give you some backstory. I become a very, become a very efficient problem solver. At least I like to believe so. Because I solve a lot of problems every single day. And that's just my human nature to solve problems. This is one of those problems that was a little more difficult for me to solve and took a lot more thought. It challenged me to make a specific system to solve this problem. And it's never taken me so long to think about this, but I finally thought about it. And I put it together and it's being used right now and it seems to be working. So I'm gonna go ahead and share it with you guys. The problem, or not the problem, the concept is one that's going to develop your self-care. Um, it's a way to brainstorm uh, different self-care plans or programs or activities, and they all fit into a specific domain. So there's a bunch of different domains or categories, and you have to fill each category or domain, and it's going to ultimately create a system, a whole plan uh, that revolves, or it's like a cycle that revolves around each other, and it's ultimately I'm calling it the self-care plan. That's all. So what the plan actually consists of is eight different categories or domains. Now, as I go through these domains, I'm going to go ahead and share with you what I put into each one specifically for me, and you could go ahead and follow along. So the first domain is intellectual. Now, remember, when you're thinking of these domains that I mentioned, think of what in that domain you can put in there or you currently already have that's going to help you improve. Because the goal is to, to put something in there that's making you improve. Have each category filled um, in a way that's helping you. So for me, intellectual, I read every single day. I try to read at least a chapter, depending on how long the chapter is. Uh, my minimum is normally just read till I'm tired, depending on the day. Some days I'll get in bed and I'll read a paragraph and I'm already falling asleep. So there's no point of trying to force it unless I have to. Like when I was doing 75 hard, I forced myself to read, even if I had to reread those pages 10 times in a row. So that's just me. Intellectually, I I like to read. I don't really watch too many videos that are educational. I normally watch, if I'm watching something on my phone or my computer, it's probably for entertainment. So it's, it's rare. Um, I, I'm definitely used to be an iPad kid and I'm trying to, trying to not do that. And if you don't know what an iPad kid is, I used to watch my phone or had to watch TV or be on my phone or something while I ate or while I did anything, go to the bathroom. So definitely trying to break that habit. But the point is right now, intellectually, I, I like to read every single day to expand my mind, different ways of thinking. And when I look at reading, I don't look at it as just like learning something new. I also look at it as trying to rethink what I already know. That's how I pick books before I, that's how I go into books before I buy them, when I'm reading them and when I'm writing notes down, you know, I, that's how I look at it. How is this changing my viewpoint already? Or how is it helping me learn something new? Um, next domain or category is emotional. Now this one was a little more difficult. And I only put it on there because, I mean, controlling emotions or using emotions is one of the most powerful things as humans that we can do and we can use for our advantage and also our demise. So emotionally, what I'm doing right now is giving myself 30 minutes of silence every day. Now, this isn't just a reading. This is just time to think. This is time where I'm normally sitting here on my desk and I have an idea or a concept and I'm normally drawing it on paper or I'm writing it down somewhere, or I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Now, I don't 
I try to be as spontaneous as possible with this just because I don't want it to feel programmed. And the only reason I do it like that is because it, it stresses me out otherwise. And that's weird coming from me because I a lot of things in my life are just complete. I mean, this whole thing is a system, you know, but this is just a piece of the system where I try not to program so much. Um, giving myself that silence allows me that quiet time to think and clear the noise. It's almost like when you have a hundred tabs open on your computer, your computer's running super slow, right? It's laggy, it's glitchy, it's loud. And you got to start closing those tabs so it's not working so hard. So in the, I use that time typically in the morning. This is normally the first thing I do to clear my mind, to close those tabs, pick the ones that are most important for the day and attack those tabs. And at the end of the day, hopefully all my tabs are closed and my computer can go to sleep just fine. So that's the goal with the emotional side of it. Next one is environmental. Now, this doesn't mean like try to go green, get an electric car, use solar panels. I'm not talking about the environment outside because I quite honestly don't care. Um, my, by environment, I mean what's actually physically around me right now, right? Controlling the cleanliness of the rooms that I record in or the, just the rooms that I live in, right? Controlling, putting things away after I, I use it, making the environment suit me, right? So for me, that's cleanliness is a big one, is constantly cleaning something every day or putting something away or creating a system where I can have a more efficient layout of my environment so it best suits me. Right. And atomic habits, I forgot how it goes, but it's it's something like you're you could be the architect of your environment. So you don't have to let your environment control you. You can control it. And I find that to be very powerful because I mean, it's simple. Right, A lot of us set up our environment without knowing, of course, in a way that's making our lives harder, in a way that's honestly hurting us. But we need to learn that we have control of that and we can fix our environment around to best suit us and best suit our goals that we're trying to reach. So environmentally what i'm doing right now again is cleaning as much as i can i'm buying new newer things more quality items like this desk that i'm recording on now you you don't get to see it yet the last youtube video you probably saw i have this ugly desk and now i have a new one and i got some cool equipment as well some boom arms uh if you don't know what a boom arm is it just holds my mic in a, in a specific spot so yeah i'm controlling my environment by setting it up to where i actually like to be in my workspace i like to be in my home and i like the environment and it helps me work better and a lot more cleaner. So yeah, controlling your environment, the people you hang around, the the places you are the most at. Physical, physical category. What I do for the physical category, what this physical category means is of course your health, right? right? I have a little symbol of a heart because I'm talking about overall health and wellness here. I'm talking about what are you doing physically? What are you doing internally, right? For me, I go to the gym or I work, I exercise every day. So if I'm not lifting weights, I'm outside walking, I'm outside running, I'm outside doing something, right? So every single day I'm doing at least 30 minutes of exercise. Now, the other aspect of that is diet, right? I'm struggling with this. I'm not the best at diet. And I'll be straight up honest with you. I can eat bad sometimes, unless again, I'm forced to do otherwise, such as 75 hard. I'm definitely going to be doing that again very soon, actually. Um, sorry if you hear me sniffling a lot. I'm kind of runny nose allergies are going crazy so physical i'm eating healthy as can possibly be when the time best suits me i guess you could say and what i mean by that actually i should probably reword that i eat at the best as possible given the circumstances and what i mean by that is there's times where i get lazy and i just eat bad there's times where i forget to do something and i have to eat something else there's times where uh, it just i feel like it right so Given a perfect world, which oftentimes 
I can definitely control is I'm eating healthy and I'm working out every single day. So that's what I'm doing right now. There's definitely work that could be done there um, with the diet aspect of it, but doing something physical, eating the best you could possibly be or possibly do is important and it's a huge part of your self-care. So next thing is spiritual. Now this one could be a little confusing because I'm not talking about God necessarily. I'm just talking about the internal mental health of yourself, right? Like how you feel towards something, your morals, your values. For me, it is Christianity. To me, it's God. I'm praying every day. I'm looking at my Bible app or reading the Bible, going to church on Sundays as often as I could possibly be. I'm nowhere near perfect uh, at that either. I definitely slip up a lot of times more than I should with that aspect of my life, but just having hope and believing in something higher than yourself that's hopefully not another human being necessarily, um, something that's beyond us, more powerful than us. Having that hope in something, whatever religion that might be, it's typically 99.9% of the time religion in, in this aspect, but it doesn't have to be necessarily. But whatever best suits you spiritually, your morals, the things you believe in, your values, the things that you decide your life with, right? Every decision you make is based off the spiritual aspect, whether you believe it or not. So that's why it's super important that you have that locked in. Because your spiritual aspect, again, is your morals and your values, the way you make decisions every day, the people you hang out with, the things that you do. So spiritual health is definitely a big one. For me, again, that's practicing some type of religion. With That might be the same for you. If you haven't already, go ahead and possibly try it. Um, at least start. The next category, which, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, sixth category is financial. So I read this book called The Richest Man in Babylon. If you haven't read it already or know about it already, it's a super easy read. You can finish in a, I finished it in two days, maybe three, but you can, you can finish it pretty quick. I split it up on purpose just so I didn't finish it in one day. But point is, one of the biggest things that I learned about it is paying myself first. And that makes me feel better. Now, this is definitely a confusing concept, you know, paying yourself first. What, what do you mean, Isaac? You got bills to pay. What I do first every single month is say my check was $5,000. I take 10% of that 5000 which is 500 and I put it away, never to be seen before or ever again. Well, of course, one day later on down the road, but I put it away into a high-yield savings account, and it occurs interest, and it makes money over there. I pay myself that 10% every single day or every single month. That's the first thing that I do uh, when I get paid, and I get paid once a month. So for you, it could be you know maybe a once-a-month thing. It could be a bi-weekly thing, but the point is my financial growth plan is to pay myself that 10% of every check or any dollar that I make anywhere else and save it because at the end of the day, you got to you know, acquire that wealth and start building it. You can't just spend it all the time. And for me, it's one of those things where like if it's there, I feel like I don't have to spend it necessarily, but I always end up spending it. So if I put it away, if I put that $500 away or that 10% away, I realize that my life doesn't really change that much. Like my life still goes on as normal. I do the normal typical things. And now guess what? I have $500 over there extra that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So that's my financial plan. That's not all of it, but that's a huge aspect that I changed because of this um, this concept that I created. And you don't have to do the same thing for you. It could be growing your finances and maybe acquiring a new job, maybe uh, investing in some something that you believe in, something that you want to invest in, starting a business, whatever it might be. For me, it's just you know accumulating that money every single month that I normally wouldn't use otherwise. But it's putting in a specific spot where it's getting a little more money than normally would have just sitting in my regular bank account and more money than I would have had 10 years down the road. 
you know, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but it makes me feel better. And I think a huge part of self-care is is being a little more financially stable because let's be honest, money, yeah, you can argue that money makes people worse. Money does this. I think money is just a amplifier. You know, if you're already a bad person, money's going to make you bad. If you're already an angry person, it's going to make you angrier. If you're already a happy person, it's going to make you happier. It's just, it amplifies whatever feeling you already feel, whatever that might be. So in this case, if you make yourself a little more happier by having a bigger savings account and you're able to do more things with your family, you're able to give back a little more to your community, that could be a big thing for you. Speaking of community, the next category is community. What I'm doing for my community is doing the On Duty Raw podcast where I share or where I interview first responders in my local community and try to share their side of the story a little bit, give them a voice and a chance to to speak up about what's really going on in the first responding community. Another thing that I start to do is every Tuesday, I have second Tuesday of the month, our community, our local community school board members meet up and it's a, it's a public thing where all citizens can go to and I go and I try to hear everything that they're doing over there. I try to hopefully say something if something comes up to where I need to say and impact our community in that way, right? Because at the end of the day, these kids are going to be the future of our communities. And it's best that I know that they're doing the right thing and that they're learning something that they should be learning, not just some stupid stuff that they have on some agenda. So what are you doing for your community, right? It could be volunteering at your local school. It could be volunteering for your local sheriff's department. It could be anything, just going out on a Sunday, picking up trash, going out every night to, I don't know, feed the homeless, whatever it might be for you, right? Just giving back to the community. It's it's about the giving aspect and, and caring about the place you're living in. You know, it's kind of a big deal. The last one is occupation. Occupation is a big one because oftentimes you hear, you know, the do what you love, blah, 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 which is cliche and not true. When it comes to occupation, I think what you should be doing is something that best suits your goals. Not think, I know. So for me, working in a jail right now is best suiting my goals because it's ultimately going to provide me with a better chance to go on the road and learn more about the people on the road. It's going to allow me a better chance to to build that knowledge and move up in that career faster than maybe some other people would, would otherwise. Um, another way you could look at the occupation thing is, no, actually, let's stay on that kind of road for a bit. Say you want to be a business person, right? It's probably best that you work in the field that you want to make your money in, which is also something that I'm doing. What I mean by that is if you want to start a gym one day or you want to start a fitness company, you should probably go work at a gym or you should probably do sales for a supplement company or a gym or some type of fitness related store, right? You should probably get a job there so you can learn. You can pick the brain of the owner. You can pick the brain of the customers going in. And you can learn what people really want to see and what people really want to get. And you can build your knowledge like that, right? If you want to be a scientist, you know, you get a job working for as an assistant somewhere at some science lab. I don't know how science works, to be honest, but you get what I'm saying. You should get a job related to what you want to do later on in the future so you can keep learning. Because there's no point of, I don't know, working at McDonald's when and, and learning the ropes of McDonald's when in reality you want to be, I, I don't know, a dentist, you know? It could be something temporarily, but if you can make the same amount of money, if not more, doing something that's related to what you want to do later, that's definitely going to improve you in the short term and in the long term and make you happier overall if you're doing something you actually want to do, right? So that's about it. 
that's my self-care plan. Those are things I do. And those are things that have worked for me. And those are things that are working for the people I'm sharing this with. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. So all those eight domains that I mentioned, let's go ahead and go over it one more time. Intellectual, emotional, environment, physical, spiritual, financial, community, and occupational. If you could put something in each one of those categories that's going to continuously improve you in every category, you're overall going to improve dramatically. And the reason why this is so important, right? The reason why you hear people like, oh, I don't need self-improvement. I don't need self-development. Dude, everyone needs self-development, even the quote-unquote best people in this world. Because at the end of the day, our knowledge and our capabilities are very limited, what we have. But the options that we have that's out there, the things we don't know, the capabilities we haven't built yet is endless. It really is. So it's important to be continuously build on these things, these categories in your life so that you can open up different opportunities to build those big aspects of your life, right? So these are really little minor things that turn into a big thing later on in your life. It compounds over time. If you keep doing these things and improving these domains, you're overall going to be a better person. Um, I like this example right here. I actually heard this example from an instructor at a mental health thing, and I kind of it really helped me actually think of this. And that example goes like this. It's related to self-care. If you go to the bank and you ask the teller, hey, how much money do I have in the bank? They say $100. Cool. Pull me out 520s, right? You take those 520s and you go ahead and give them out to everybody. Or you go ahead and buy whatever you want to buy for yourself that makes you happy, right? That's that's money that you have out there to give. But if you go to, and that, that, say that 100 is your full tank, right? Like that's full. That's all, the, that's all you can give. Now, say you go to the teller and you're like, hey, how much money do I have? And they're like, oh, you got $7.13. You're like, damn. Okay, well, give me five, give me one five and two ones, 13 pennies, right? You take that, you buy whatever you want or give it to whoever you want. The thing is, the quality of what you can buy with $100 or the people you can impact with $100 versus the quality you can buy with $13 or the quality you can give someone with $13 is dramatically different. And that's how I'm looking at life right now. There's a hundred different analogies you can relate this to, but this one specifically, it's like, hey, look, you could either go to, a steakhouse, or you can go to McDonald's. You could either buy a PS5, or you go to the Dollar Tree and get one of those, you know, like plastic water one PSPs or whatever. There, I don't even know if they still make those, but you get think you get what I'm saying, right? The quality difference that you can actually not only give, but the quality of the actual giving itself, right? So you can give more when you have more, and you could give better quality when you have more quality to give. And that's just going to come over time. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, I made you laugh. I, you, I don't know. You learned something new. Please share this show and come back next time. Thank you, everybody. Be safe.